Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is Logan, and today we are finally going to sit here and talk about Marvel, the MCU, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, just talking Marvel. I have not done this in a long time. Just sitting with you guys, talking about Marvel, kind of taking it back to the PC boys earlier days. So I hope you guys really do enjoy this podcast. I will be doing some streaming later for Call of Duty, of course, over on Twitch, PC underscore boys, if you want to check that out if you're into Call of Duty. But my fellow Marvel fans, we are literally, what, like 10 days out from Marvel Studios Black Widow on Disney Plus Premier Access and Theaters. And I got to sit down and talk to you guys about this, okay? Because I am so excited for this movie. I think we can all agree Black Widow deserved a movie long before she actually got one. Because Black Widow, to me, even back in Phase 1, right? She was a character that I think deserved her own film, but she never got it. And it's unfortunate because I've wanted Black Widow to have her own film for the longest time now. So I'm glad we're finally getting it. And I'm glad that we're going to be getting Taskmaster in this movie as well, which is a big, another big reason I'm excited for this movie. Um, there, there's three major reasons I'm excited to see this film. We finally got a Black Widow film. We have what looks to be Winter Soldier-esque action scenes and st- uh, uh, story and dialogue and everything, and I really like that. And number three, Taskmaster. So there are three big things that are driving me to be excited for this film. It's not like I'm just, you know, going to watch this film and just use it to kind of pass the time away. I'm actually excited to see where they take the characters and the story of Black Widow and the supporting characters in this film to expand upon her. Because, of course, seeing this film, um, I've been watching people review it, obviously non-spoiler-wise. Um, I can't do the review till I watch it in about 10 days, but, you know, everybody's saying, like, this movie's a really good movie, and that, you know, this movie would have benefited to come out before Avengers Endgame, and I very much agree with that. I mean, Avengers Endgame was a great movie, but Natasha's death in that movie didn't hit as hard because we didn't have a movie of just Natasha. And don't get me wrong, Natasha always played quite a big role in Civil War, um, at least for that first half of that movie, um, in Winter Soldier, even in Iron Man 2, you know, going back to when she was introduced, like, Black Widow has had decent, uh, screen time and decent roles in the movies that she has been in, but in my opinion, I think that her having her own film would have benefited Endgame and her death a lot more than what we got, Um, but it's fine. We're finally getting it now. So really excited for Black Widow and definitely keep an eye out for the review of that film because I will be putting that up when the movie comes out. Maybe not exactly on the 9th, but the review will come out shortly after because I'm going to make sure I have the money put aside to get Black Widow on Disney Plus Premier Access. So, yeah. Um, so we have Black Widow and then we have Shang-Chi and the Eternals, and Spider-Man, and I'm not talking about Morbius and Venom, because it's not MCU. So, the thing about the MCU going forward, and the biggest problem, 
is that a lot of these movies are dealing with characters that we don't know about or not a lot of people even know that exist. Shang-Chi's trailers look amazing. Uh, obviously, visually, Marvel is very good with their trailers. I've always been a fan of kung fu movies ever since I was younger. I used to watch the Jackie Chan animated kung fu series back when I was a child. Um... But yeah, so when it comes down to it, like, it looks cool, and we even get to see Abomination with this more comic-accurate look, which is amazing. But at the end of the day, Shang-Chi is not a character I can say I'm overly hyped for. Like, I'll probably watch the movie because it looks like a cool kung fu movie, but the character itself I'm not deeply invested in. I would say along the levels of Captain Marvel or... Even with the Eternals, like, all these new characters are on the level of Captain Marvel, where I just don't care about them. Now, granted, these characters, I'll give a fair chance because, you know, the actors playing said characters aren't, you know, that divisive and things that they say online and stuff. And on top of that, you know, the, the movie's premise, at least for Shang-Chi, looks genuinely interesting, which is enough to warrant watching the film. But with Eternals, I think I'm going to pass on Marvel's The Eternals. I, I don't see anything you know, great about the Eternals. Will I end up buying it? Yeah, probably, because I'm an MCU fan and I want to have all the movies, but at the end of the day, is it going to be a movie that I'm, you know, substantially, like, waiting for and can't, you know, just absolutely just cannot wait to get my hands on? It's it's a movie I don't really care about. Like, it's a movie that I could not watch and I'm fine. I'm not going to die. Um... But then, of course, ending the year off, we get Spider-Man Far From Home, or Far From Home, No Way Home. And I think that this is the movie, this is the biggest MCU movie of this year out of the four we are getting. Because while Black Widow is going to be a great movie, no doubt, I don't think that that is going to be able to live up to Spider-Man No Way Home. I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home literally has multiverse implications, probably multiple Spider-Men, because, you know, that's what everything's pointing to, Daredevil um, being in the uh, movie a slight bit. I mean, you know, there's a lot that this movie has going for it, and I easily think once we get that first trailer of Spider-Man No Way Home, we're all going to be blown away, because as a Spider-Man fan, I am waiting for the MCU to make a good Spider-Man film, because so far, Peter Parker in the MCU, while I love Tom Holland's portrayal, of the character, the writing around the character is not indicative and doesn't help the character of Spider-Man out. Spider-Man's a character that's supposed to be doing what he does based upon guilt, not so much of the enjoyment factor, and on top of that, you know, he, you know, has consequences to his actions and gets people that he loves um, people that he love in danger, and, and the thing is, with the MCU version, he doesn't really do that, sure, he puts his friends in danger in the previous movie, but it, it was such a comic relief moment where it should be tense and scary, you know, for us as the audience to think that they could die, it's always turned into a joke, so, with this new Spider-Man movie, we gotta see somebody important, you know, and close to Peter die, we need a mention of Uncle Ben, at least, and, and, and give us, you know, some emotion as to Peter's driving force, because if this, like, Last Spider-Man movie of the trilogy manages to do that to make Peter, you know, be put in situations where the people that he love are in real danger and they don't turn it into a comedic joke. And if they, you know, um, execute it well and also, you know, talk about Uncle Ben and have a, you know, a reference something to Uncle Ben, the main reason that he is Spider-Man. 
you know, the MCU needs to do this. If they can't do this in this next movie, the MCU Spider-Man, in my opinion, is going to be the worst incarnation of Spider-Man to exist in at least movie format for live action. Because while I think Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man in terms of the actor and portraying Peter and Spider-Man, his story um, that he's surrounded by with the writing teams and everything is just not good enough. The villains aren't good enough other than the Vulture. And his Spider-Man just doesn't have consequences to his actions. And you don't really feel like he's putting the people that he loves um, in danger. You know, you don't see these, you know, very crucial things to Spider-Man in the MCU. You just don't see it. And hell, even, you know, if you want to use the argument that the Uncle Ben character in the MCU is Tony Stark, Spider-Man in the last movie, Peter, gave away the one thing that his mentor, the guy that he looked up to as a father figure, that left him the glasses. He literally gave those away to somebody he knew for like a few days. So, in my opinion, I think that Spider-Man, you know, No Way Home really needs to hammer down on some emotional aspects to Peter Parker. They need to mention Uncle Ben and the significance that he had on being Spider-Man, putting people that he loved um, in danger, and, you know, just having these instances. Like, sure, you could bring in Toby, you can bring in Andrew, you can bring on Daredevil, but at the end of the day, if you're not making a movie where Spider-Man is dealing with the problems that he deals with in the comics... And the things that he could be doing to put the people that he cares about in danger. You know, you really have a a situation where the Spider-Man just feels like there's no stakes. And Spider-Man is one of those Marvel characters in the comics that always has stakes at play. And they're mainly personal stakes. A lot of the thing with Spider-Man, Spider-Man's not a character that is normally... Yeah, he's saving New York and helping out the small guy. But at the end of the day, most of the biggest Spider-Man conflicts, most of the scary moments as a reader is seeing the people that Spider-Man, that Peter Parker loves, being put in danger by its villains because they know his identity. And that's the thing when it comes to Spider-Man in the MCU. We don't get this feeling ever. Other than in that one time in Far From Home where the villain was like, oh yeah, well we need to kill the kids because they probably know about our involvement here. But at the end of the day, it's not personal and therefore kind of makes everything seem very cheap. And it's not, uh, it's not... You know, it doesn't feel real. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is all I have to talk about when it comes to Marvel so far. Um, You know, obviously, I'll be doing more of these podcasts. But I just wanted to do this one real quickly to get us in this introduction of talking about Marvel again. But thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed, and I'll catch you all in the next one.